Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for this extremely long episode of Ring of Honor. <laughs> <This week. laughs> Definitely felt like a holiday special kind of episode, but excited to bring you in nonetheless, especially because there were technical complications last week. So we didn't get to talk about the pay-per-view or last week's episode. Um, and we get to talk a little bit about tonight's episode as well. We hope you had a wonderful holiday and awesome Christmas. And we're looking forward to the new year. We'll ask you to get in your super chats if you, there was anything that you would like to mention or any questions or statements you wanted to get read on air. We'll also remind you to leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find the little the little post show that could in the algorithm, our little non-televised, though sounds like that could be possibly changing at some point, uh, post show over here. But who better to break all this down with me than Righteous Reg? Reg, how you doing? Great. I'm here. Swing of Honor, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Thursday. The year's almost over, Kate. I don't know. It's been a really quick one has it i don't say it's a long year anymore because it goes by so fast i forget honestly at this point it goes by so fast it feels like it's been a very like dense year like there's a from a wrestling perspective at least like we've had so much happening it's so funny as we're starting to do these year wrap-up reviews and all these things or i've gotten asked to do a couple of like year review specials or whatever it's nuts how much it feels like stuff must have been last year. Like Mercedes getting injured feels like 42 years ago. Like I don't understand. So um, reflecting on like how much wrestling has happened this year has just been absolutely insane. But we are going to talk a little bit about the pay-per-view because we didn't get to talk about Final Battle at all. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about what 2024 might bring. Tony Khan mentioned some interesting things on the media call earlier today and that there might be some TV interest for ROH. And obviously, AEW TV rights are hanging in the balance as well. He also, in the time since we were last here, introduced a brand new women's belt. We got a women's mm -hmm. TV title. Um, that came out shortly after the pay-per-view. But let's talk about Final Battle because I feel like what we've seen is these foot on the gas into pay-per-view efforts and then things fall off. But this pay-per-view felt a little bit different and that it felt like it had some more build to it. It feels like this was an off week because of the holiday, but it, it does mm -hmm. feel like there's a more sustained effort about it the past two months or so. So and if they're shopping for TV deals, that's probably a good thing. You kind of can't go to TV with a aimless product. So I think a lot of the positive changes we're seeing are paying off. 
Brian Keith obviously showing out on the pay-per-view was a huge deal. Um, Kyle Fletcher winning a title. The I Quit match was super fun. We had a lot of fun stuff in that pay-per-view. Let's talk about Brian Keith to start because one thing I really liked that they did, we we talked about the pay-per-view in in full on um, our own review show, but Mm -hmm. to kind of tie up loose ends on it as we're moving forward. Seems like he might be sticking around. I know there was just a lot of Texas taping that was going on over the past couple of weeks, but to be featured immediately on AEW after this, uh, to be number one in the BWF 100 over there, maybe, I don't know, um, feels like promising from the Brian Keith perspective of, hey, this guy has had a couple of consistent performances and he's looked really, really great in all of them. Um this is a guy, obviously, you've been championing for a while. I just wanted to get your thoughts on where you think he might fit in in the ROH or AEW picture. Um, you know, victory lap. I'll take my victory lap. Because... Little, don't don't hurt yourself. Put <sighs> yourself on the back for this one. because you Put this list out that. months ago, Kate, and they were just like, who's Brian Keith? Who's this guy? Who's this? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, just wait. Uh, who? Just wait. You'll see, nerd boy. And now look (laughs) at it. Brian Keith is here. He's showing some great efforts. I thought the Ring of Honor performance uh, with the pre-show match and that Survival of the Fittest performance was exactly what needed to be. Uh, Most importantly, um, I interviewed Brian Keith in January. It's pretty crazy that we've gotten to this point at this this point. Um, His presentation, I think, is so important to his uh his whole thing kate like the theme the poncho the hat the bounty hunter like everything uh i seen and grew to love from him is here presented and i thought that was so important so uh, him having everything involved i think it's going to lead to some great things for him i could see him eventually being the one to beat kyle fletcher after kyle fletcher goes on this great run that i'm sure he's going to get into now as the ring of honor television champion but i mean it's all going to be in him being an AEW and kind kind of being the Brian Keith that I expect him to be on a higher level. I'm excited about the future, honestly. I am too. He had a fantastic showing at the pay-per-view. Good stuff with the match with Orange Cassidy as well. So a bright future and so well scouted by you. Even Nigel McGuinness, who is a very harsh critic, is shouting you out. We love to see that. Um, but definitely, I need good- a time machine, Kate. 13 year old Reggie needs to know about this. I'm like, how can, like, they said your name on a show, a wrestling show that people watch, you know, after the video game, put your song in it. I mean, I just want to go back and tell him all these cool things are happening, you know? Yeah, you're really cool, Reg, it turns out. So that is awesome news. Um, and another thing that emerged shortly after that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the post show is this women's TV title now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could talk about this kind of up front. We do get a vignette later that shows a lot of the talent that might be contending for this, but I think this is a healthy sign. We got word from Layla Hirsch, Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, Rachel Ellering, and Billy Starks all saying that they're going to be vying for this. So embarrassing how they left Trisha Dora out. What an embarrassing editing mistake that must be because I can't imagine why there would be any other reason unless she's being featured next week for it because. That is some straight-up BS. Uh, But a a really healthy thing. I was kind of hoping more for a multi-woman belt that would maybe float across brands because I think that could help alleviate some things in AEW, too. I've mentioned this a few times, but Sean said 
Yeah, do tag belts that float across New Japan Strong, ROH, and AEW. I think that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a very, very healthy thing. And the women's division, Athena leading it, obviously, but the women's division in ROH is something that we get to talk about every week as a, a strong point here, Reg. I'm curious to see your thoughts on who you think might be that initial TV title holder and uh, what this could do. We haven't really had Ring of Honor be like a women's wrestling brand before, and it feels Mm -hmm. like we're leaning into that. Yeah, it's kind of shocking. I've been watching Ring of Honor. I got my first Ring of Honor tape, you guys, in 2002. Like, it was brand new promotion. I got this tape to see Amazing Red, and I'm still here. Yeah. Back then, women's wrestling didn't exist. There were some women in the company, but they didn't do anything. Then they eventually had women's wrestling, and they'd have like five minutes or something, an intermission match. People didn't. It wasn't what it is now. Now we watch this show, Kate, and sometimes there's four women's matches on this show. Like, this show has been established as a women's wrestling show. And that's what makes me happiest about this championship is sometimes there's championships established and it's like, well, there's not even any division to back it up. Like we talked about ROH women's tag division, cha- tag champs, but it's like they don't really have the greatest division. They could make it happen really quickly, I think, but it's not established as it should. All the women have been being established, you know, because Athena's been in such this dominant reign that it's like, there has to be like another side. I thought, of course, that Athena was going to lose the championship to Billy Starks or somebody along this way to move up there, but that didn't happen. So I see what's going on. They did a Seth Rollins situation, give somebody else a belt, let them have a chance because you can't beat the champion. But no, I think it's great for um, just the state of women's wrestling that there's a secondary title, Kate. There's When do they have secondary women's ah. titles? It's not a thing. You know what I mean? So like, I'm so happy that we got to that position and that we're going to potentially have some woman that hasn't been crowned or someone that's new potentially being the champion. I could see Nyla Rose winning. They're setting her up on a good streak. Layla Hirsch has been doing great here on the Ring of Honor program. Lady Frost, I think, could go on a good streak and be the one to be the television champion. You want to get somebody that's going to be able to defend that championship consistently every week. And they have a lot of contenders for it, honestly. It's true, and it's funny that you bring that up because we don't have women's secondary titles that often in wrestling, and a lot of times that secondary belt is supposed to be a workhorse belt, but Athena is a workhorse, so it's it's kind of cool because it takes the pressure off of like, well, the purpose of this is to make it feel like it's important so that you have a champion around. Athena's been around, man, Mm -hmm. so I just think it's really cool that we're starting to see a little bit evenness in that ROH does, believe it or not, hasn't been a lot of fanfare about them, but there are new tag belts, um, or not new tag belts, new tag champions who we don't know who they are because they were masked men that happened on AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, and we do have, yeah, we have an idea too. <laughs> we don't know, but, know. but if it is who we assume that it is, that's mm-hmm. also awesome because that kind of brings yeah. that full story that full that story full circle wow yes talk yeah. kate good job uh, <laughs> 420 podcasts kate you can't talk after all of those <laughs> you would think you would think i had like the talking part of this down at some point at all of that but assuming this is the kingdom i think that's really interesting yeah it looks like by miracle uh, Kyle O'Reilly might be able to enter the picture again. So if you had Red Dragon in this, that would be amazing. I just am glad that that guy's okay because that's extremely serious surgery. If he can get back in the ring, that's all just bonus stuff. But the fact that he 
uh, is looking optimistic for a return is great news. Um, I think there's also this possibility too. We have both six man belts. We have to give Dalton Castle something. So I say give it to him and the boys, Mm -hmm. but there's also people that might be in AEW that might want to come get their hands on this TV belt that aren't necessarily being used. Like, feels like if she does not a champion, she doesn't get used a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Man, I wouldn't mind seeing Sheeta versus Athena for that main belt, though. But mm-hmm. that kind of thing where if there's people who aren't really being used to the fullest extent on the main roster, they can come down to ROH for six, eight months, have a really fun reign, do some some great work with some younger talent, and then pop back up. So I'm intrigued to see what comes of this. Um, I'm very enthusiastic about it and very encouraged by the direction of women's wrestling and ROH and AEW as we're getting here later in the year, though. So, And Phil and I talked about on Ask Grapsity earlier a name that could come and rock this Ring of Honor women's division. Deanna Peraza. Deanna came through and just she could be the one to defeat Athena and every it's so believable. Everybody would be into it. But even if she was like the one to kind of be the initial TV champion. Like, what a way to establish that championship. She's such a great talent that she could be used in so many roles. Man, imagine having a secondary brand whose championships are held by Athena and Deanna (laughs) Perazu. That's just nasty work in the best way possible. Matthew Hook saying, next Athena challenger. Athena around for a TV deal. Now, that is something that I thought about, and I mentioned this, that might be possible that they didn't want to call Athena up if they don't have anywhere to put her because you don't have such a dominant champion move up without a very clear plan. I would, I would hope, but if you are trying to get a TV deal, doing it on the back of the champion that's there every week that is carrying the brand is, is probably a good call. I'm intrigued to see what that, what that brings. Um, That also came up a a couple times of, there's been all this talk of like, why isn't AEW interested in Julia? And it's like, well, hold on, okay? Because her contract doesn't even end until at least March of next year. Sean had right. heard later than that. Mm-hmm. And you've got a TV rights renewal deal that might affect how and where you spend money. So mm-hmm. I think there are things to consider with that. As far as Athena's next challenger, that's a tough one. Um, we saw her in Layla, but we haven't really like seen her in Layla. I am intrigued by if Deanna were to come in or if we start to see some of those AEW prospects maybe come back down because it does kind of feel like she's steamrolled through everyone. I would love to see Trisha Dora get some wins and get built up into that because I don't think we've seen Trisha Dora versus Athena yet, have we? No, not in full at least. That's pretty intriguing, that point that you bring up about the TV deal because, yeah, I'm thinking about it like, I mean, if Athena has been the face of the brand, for this long and you're trying to get a deal for ring of honor and you're selling it on. She's been having this dominant performance. She's been doing this. It would have looked wild as hell for her to lose the championship and not be the face of the brand trying to go into this TV deal. I want her to be on the AEW roster, but like kind of thinking about it at at that logic does make me look at it kind of different. That's pretty interesting. It is. And I, I'm also, if you want to keep her as our age champion, I want this ring to be forever. So that's fine by me. But I think, my frustration comes with the fact that every other ROH champion has also been on AEW yeah. and she's never on AEW. So if there was even just a little more of her in the mix in AEW popping up on a rampage, that's maybe an all titles rampage or a battle of the belts or mm-hmm. um, on some of the more of those pay-per-view zero hours, like her at world's end versus someone would have been really, really cool to have in this because she's been such a big part of the year. So 
Um, but I'm, I'm with you on that. That is interesting of like, she's the face of the company. We can't just move her along when we're trying to maybe get this product on television. Like we were selling you on this, but she's not going to be there. When but she's not going to be there. She's done great and she's not going to be there anymore. Um, but here's a product that we haven't put an effort in aside from it. Like we just got Ethan Page on track. Good luck. Right. So, Good luck. I, I'm very intrigued to see what comes of that too. Do you have any um, thoughts on where you would like to see ROH? Do you think this becomes sounded like today on the media call that there is genuine television interest for the ring of honor product and not mm -hmm. a streaming service or a combined thing. My guess is that if it's Warner, it either goes to like a true TV or something, or maybe yeah. it just gets folded into the max app. Do you have a preference of, um, I want to see it on max because I like that we have, kind of this niche and we can have as long of episodes as we want or do you want to see them put like a genuine tv effort behind it i think if uh, as far as like the spirit of ring of honor represents it being on the app would benefit it better i think just because of discoverability like everybody's on max already you're going to watch something and you accidentally stumble upon ring of honor that's a way better way to garner people than if it was featured on like a true tv or one of their off brand or what you know one of their lower tiered uh, television programs if they had like a an hour on tbs on some random saturday or some random day can't do saturday because they already have a show but if they had a random hour somewhere on tbs or tnt i'd be into that uh, that'd be cool but i think the best bet for what this represents and how they can move forward being on max is probably the best bet yeah, I feel like there's so many advantages and disadvantages to both of if you want to grow it, it being accessible on quote unquote free TV, there's nothing free in this world, but yeah. free TV for the purposes of, of what we call it, right? We there's see what, wow, you know, how the great their their ratings are just being in more homes that it could be the same thing for Ring of Honor. Sure, sure. Just the, yeah, have, having it on the surface there. Mm -hmm. um, but we will see. It looks like 2024 is shaping up to be an interesting year in wrestling for a lot of reasons, a lot of contract news that you'll be getting on FightfulSelect.com for some pretty big names. Um, and just a, a very interesting landscape right now because WrestleNomics has shown us that what happens when, say, WWE gets a deal with Fox is that other TV networks are not scared to then invest in wrestling again. Um, and then you get so much wrestling, some of them folds, and then everything gets sucked back up again. We go through these waves. But I feel like that is different. I think you might see WrestleNomics change a little bit because we have YouTube and streaming and all these things. So we're all eating pretty well these days. I'm excited about it. But let's get into tonight's episode of ROH. This was only an hour long. This was a quick one. Um, but it was it kind of aimless. It, it felt very much like, a, hey, we're on an in-between holiday week. But some good stuff here including keeping Nyla Rose strong against Alejandra Lyon, who um, takes a quick loss here. Nyla gets a beast bomb for the win. This was mostly just a Nyla showcase, and they are continuing to build her back up. I certainly want to see her in that secondary title picture. She has super, super strong claim, I feel like, as she's undefeated in Ring of Honor, but is also a former champion. Um, some good stuff here. Nice way to open the show. People love Nyla. I love Nyla. You love Nyla. We all love mm -hmm. Nyla. Um, this was a, a good way to, to kick us off. What were your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, it, it's great to see Nyla here. I'm, I guess I'm just interested on what they're going to do with her moving forward. Like, are they going to bring her in to maybe for whoever is going to be on the way to the T, uh, TV title, like as a contender, like you beat Nyla Rose, like that's a big victory for you. Or are they trying to establish Nyla as who could be the next women's TV champion? So it's interesting going on. This match was just a Nyla Rose beating her up match, but it's always great to see her. And I love her putting on the cowboy hat at the end and doing a little finger <laughs> Probably was the best part, honestly. It was it was pretty great. <laughs> little finger guns from Nyla Rose is pretty great. And yeah, I think what's nice is you're seeing wins and losses matter in ROH. And that is mm-hmm. something that I always appreciate seeing. So some good stuff there. And then we move on to an ROH debut of Zack Knight, who takes on Pretty Peter Avalon, who just looked fantastic. Like his ring. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply here Mwah. all right like almost in filthy tom lawler territory with we got the crop top you got like the short shorts going on he is so much fun sincerely not just in his presentation but this is a perfect spot for peter avalon to do what he's gonna do because zach knight looked really really strong against him and i feel like peter avalon is really really great his in-ring strength is probably making his opponents look really really good mm-hmm. um this I didn't a, have the sound on that guy's Soraya's brother. That is Soraya's brother. Okay. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. I'm like, why are they showcasing this guy? And then they like kept going through my brand. I'm like, oh, night. That's Soraya's brother. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was good. And he gets the win here, as you would kind of predict. There was a fun spot in here with uh, some very British looking misdirection before mm-hmm. landing a near- lariat for a near fall. But this was fun. This was a Zack Knight showcase. I don't know if he's going to be sticking around or if this was a one-off, but um, he looked good. And I didn't know a ton of his work. I mostly knew him as Soraya's brother. I did mm. see fighting with my family. I'm aware of who he is. Uh, but but a, a good debut, and I think Peter Avalon was a good dance partner for him to to look really strong here. Yeah, I thought that... Uh you know, his little showcase here was pretty interesting. Um, Like I said, I didn't know who he was initially, but coming out of it, I was like, oh, this guy could really work. And, you know, having a dance partner like Peter Avalon is always good, but whatever they're trying to do with them, I thought he looked good, good showcase. Uh, If he, we see more of him in Ring of Honor, I wouldn't be mad at it. Nor would I, nor would I. Some good stuff there. Um, I liked his combination of being kind of harder hitting and then seeing kind of like sneaky, European wrestling smarts sneaking in at a lot of times. So some good stuff there. Good for Zach Knight too, just getting some reps in America. That's just yeah. always a, a good thing. I know um, 
that's got to be pretty stilted when your sister like becomes extremely famous at very young age and you're like I'm over here kicking ass too. When's my shot? So hopefully, and according gets- to fighting in my family, she gets a job and you don't get a job. Like I'm, you know, yeah. it's hard out here. <laughs> it would make me want to fight within my family, which is <laughs> which is tough. Which is tough. But... All right. <laughs> <laughs> we do then move along to that vignette I mentioned. I, I do feel like this very much feels like half of a tournament bracket because it was mm-hmm. with five women. We had Layla Hirsch, Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, Rachel Elring, and Billy Starks. It does feel like maybe next week we'll get five more women and then yeah. maybe we'll have a tournament mm-hmm. um, just because five women is a very stilted way to have a tournament. So hopefully our dear Trisha Dora is in that. Nyla Rose would also be a great call for that. Um, there's a lot of fun possibilities within this. Layla Hirsch and Rachel Elring being in it is great from a work rate perspective. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's theirs to win just because I feel like we've been working so much on the story within each other that that Mm -hmm. might not be the way to go. Billy Starks, I feel like it's probably more interesting if she loses to keep whatever's Mm -hmm. going on with Minion Society stuff going. Kara Hogan being in this is a a great shout. Um, I'm very happy to see her back because she had some really good stuff going on with Athena and then kind of I want to say went to the wayside because she had some matches, but nothing really to sink her teeth into. She just has so much presence and looks like a star, even in a vignette like this. She's always going to catch your eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this, her having a strong showing in whatever this is going to be likely a tournament, I think is a, a good call. I'm intrigued to see who's on the other side of what I'm assuming is a bracket here. Do you have any thoughts on uh, those five ladies and their particular chances of what we're going for here? Yeah, I think from this class, I think with the story that they've been telling this year that Billy Starks has a really good chance of maybe uh, leveling up and getting in this tournament. I think Kira and on the other side, I could see Diamante and Mercedes being over there. And I think all of those ladies have such a strong chance and, and are going to have a good showing. But Kira in particular, I think is going to have one of those showing because she's been waiting for kind of a breakout moment, a breakout thing. And her uh, fighting hard and and climbing the ladder of this TV title tournament, I think, would be a good move. Yeah, the other side, I can see Diamante, Trish, Nyla, Mercedes, and maybe... Who's one more that we're not thinking about that hasn't been around? I don't know. It's it, it's going to be pretty tough, though. Pretty tough class. Taya. I think. Taya. Oh, yeah. The Taya is the one because she was on the other side. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That yep. could work. That mm-hmm. could work. That's mm-hmm. a really fun pool. That's a really fun pool and a really strong division that we've seen come together. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued to see with Lady Frost too. Like, seems like we're starting to get a good feel for. There was so much like 50 50 going on. We're kind of mm-hmm. back to like, all right, these are some important people in this division. So happy to see that. We move along to an Athena and Billy Starks backstage with, of course, Lexi Nair. And in the same way that we got Lexi Nair hyping up Athena a couple weeks ago, uh, we got them hyping up Billy Starks for that TV title after the announcement earlier. Um, and Starks is center stage to speak on this and says that she's going to win it. Uh, this was fun. This is continued minion deliciousness. We love this every week, but... It was cool to see a couple of things. One, Athena like being firmly in Billy Starks' corner was pretty cool. And two, 
Billy Starks with kind of like a different presence about her and a different look now that she is officially a minion too. Like mm -hmm. not the happy-go-lucky, bubbly Billy Starks that we're used to seeing. So I think that might be good for her to explore what being a heel is like as a character because she's just so damn likable. She's mostly been a face. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see that. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, this whole thing kind of uh, helped me realize more that she could be the one to win this championship because like the story of Athena, like beating her down, forcing her into this crazy training, but making her into this crazy wrestler that does win the championships. And then they're both carrying championships together. It's almost like being tag team champions. So that's a pretty strong showing, I think. But I, I just kind of like the growing confidence she's shown because Starks has been a really good wrestler for a couple years now even being so young but being able to like be in front of the camera and do promos seeing her getting more comfortable and comfortable every week i think is the best part of this yeah i think what su not surprises me because she's been damn good for a long time even at 19 mm -hmm. years old but she has adapted to working tv extremely well like there is no it's doesn't look like there's yeah it doesn't look like there's any nerve she finds the hard cam she could do promos kind of of any length and style. She's had every beat of this nailed, I feel like, with minion training. So um, it's good to see her step into that moment because that's a different animal. TV is a different animal. There's a whole PC in WWE for that reason. Like, yep. it's it's pretty, pretty wild. So some good stuff from Billy Stars. Her winning would be fun. I wouldn't mind a... Um, a dominant Athena and Billy Starks kind of running roughshod over everything. And I also love that she started calling, uh, Billy started calling people porcelain trash hussies in this. That absolutely cracked me up. Well, we move on to what was probably match of the night on a rather slim card, but some really fun stuff happening with Brian Keith and the Von Eriks, Texas, Texas, Texas against the Iron Savages, who you know I love. Now, I will say this. Because ROH is not the most promo-intensive thing in the world, like I said, the most promo-intensive promotion, um, the sauce stuff does start to like get a little gimmicky and thin yeah. after a while. This was one of those episodes, I think, because there also wasn't a lot of other meat on the bone, that this didn't feel like plucky comic relief. This just felt like it was thrown in here. Like... I liked Very Serious Bear Country, and I like what we're doing here, but you can't really create any depth when you don't really have any promo time. And this does kind of feel like lather, rinse, repeat at mm -hmm. that point. But the match itself was really fun. This ends with Bear Boulder fighting off the claw, but getting booted big time by Keith into the corner where Bronson tags in. And then we get kind of a miscommunication spot between Bronson and Jameson and the Von Erics take advantage, locking in dual iron claws. Great job by commentary, putting up, putting over the significance of the iron claw um, talking a lot about Brian Keith and this as well. Some some good commentary is a guarantee with these guys. But this was a really, really fun match. Brian Keith looked great in this. The Von Erics being over in Texas, it just it just felt right to have this on ROH television. Yeah, this one felt good. I mean, you know, there's the movie connection and all that. Von Erics are so over in Texas. But the homie Brian Keith being there too and him being from Texas and knowing the history of that, I think is so important um him playing double duty already being uh you know having that orange cassidy match but they're still doing his thing on roh i think is awesome too i just want to see him in so many more things the iron savages uh yeah beyond the 
the promo that could get a little bit old. The matches are awesome, though. I love that the work that they do as a trios. I could see them being the ROH six-man tag team champs, or at least in the running, at least, because they don't get a lot of wins. I like that work that they did here. Interested to see if they have the Von Erics uh, longer, since they are now out of Texas. Will they bring them in for some stuff? Because I think that they were pretty over in Texas. Let's see if they're over some other places. I mean, we always need more tag teams in the Ring of Honor division and in AEW, so... What's going to happen moving forward? Agreed. And they did some really fun work in MLW. I know they're kind of yeah. off the beaten path and you have to go out of your way to seek out MLW, but they did some great work in that tag division. So don't sleep on those Von Eric boys. They're more than just Iron Claws in Texas. They they can do some really great stuff. Our friend Meet Normus chiming in is always saying, Philly with the women's TV title beating on developmental hussies works for me. Mm-hmm. The Meet Mobile is in the show. <laughs> Ah, prayers for Meet Mobile. <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope that you had Meet Mobile protection, K or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the worst when cell phones go up, especially around this time of year. But if you want to know what the odds are that someone like Billy Starks might win, the best place to check is online for all your betting needs. And if you're like, oh my gosh, where could I receive some guidance about such a thing mm-hmm. about betting online? Well, darn it, you can just go to Bet Online. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about Bet Online AG, the official betting partner of Fightful. Whenever you hear about odds for wrestling events, boxing events, MMA events, or really anything, it comes from betonline.ag. They have the earliest lines with odds open before the competition. You can bet big with high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in just minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit the biggest markets like nfl nba ncaa nhl ufc plus odds for things like wwe aew and tons of other companies as well they also have a bunch of popular games they've been trusted for 25 plus years as i mentioned if we have odds here on fightful they are always coming from betonline.ag check it out my friends bet what you can Please bet responsibly. That's right there. Always coming. Bluetooth. I mean, bet online. <laughs> Go check them out. I'm like, oh, no. You're like, and I'm out. We got some questions I love. Thank you from Tom Talks Rubbish. Go check out Tom Talks Rubbish if you're not familiar. He does really great work, um, especially around wrestling media specifically and not yep. just wrestling. Really, really cool dude and always supportive of us saying, first time catching the show live as it's very late here. Well, thank you so much. We did sneak on the screen earlier today because of this abbreviated episode. Reg, thanks for the kind words today. Kate, thanks for being amazing as always. Thank you, man. You're just a very genuine, cool person. And I always love that. Always a refreshing breath of air and a very chaotic little community that is online. But you're doing great work with great energy. And we always appreciate that. Totally. Shout out to Tom. I appreciate you. Hell yeah. Matthew Hooks, another loyal, supportive member here saying, is tournament a single elimination or C2 type? Now, we don't know that this is officially a tournament. We're just Mm -hmm. assuming because it felt very much like half a bracket got announced today. Um, But we're not positive that that's the case. My guess is it'll be single elimination tournament. It has been very cool 
to hear how many people are kind of rooting for like a women's C2. I think that's mm -hmm. still kind of far off in the future just because a round robin tournament is a lot to take on. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see as it seemed like by all indications today, Tony Khan has said like sticking with a sports-based presentation in this time period has proven in every aspect, including the ratings, that that works, that that mm -hmm. is something that differentiates them. It's a direction they want to continue to go in, which is really encouraging. I hope that trickles over to the women's division because don't get me wrong. I am loving Timeless Tony Storm so much. I really, really like Julia. I think she's probably a breakout performer, man or woman of the year in 2023. But we do, it is very character heavy right now. So it would yeah. be very cool to see some kind of more like work rate focused stuff. ROH feels like the division to do that almost even even more than here. So, mm -hmm. um, but thank you so much for the support, guys. Especially oh, cool. in, when we're trying to review an episode that was an hour long, <laughs> we have to kind of talk about some other stuff. And we're stretching. <laughs> Before we went on, I was like, "All right, Reg, here's how we're gonna do it," because otherwise the review is gonna be twenty minutes long, and that's with me who never shuts yeah. up. So. Whew. But we've got more wrestling to talk about. Thank you so much for the support. We will, since we're kind of taking a break here, remind you to get in your super chats if there's anything you want to talk about. But to head over to Fightful Select, like 10,500 other people, and subscribe for all the scoops and the game. You get me and Alex Pulowski doing Sour Graps for Raw every Monday. You also get us covering pay-per-views that aren't on the main with an alternate post-show. And... On Thursdays like today, you also get Ask Rhapsody every other week with Reg and Phil. We don't plug, I mean, we plug it on this, but we don't ever really like talk about what Ask Rhapsody is. It's a, a oh, yeah. day, but is there anything that you wanted to talk about, even just from this week's episode? Why yeah, you're right. We a little bit. <laughs> we don't even, we, it's always just like, watch Ask Rhapsody. I never, ever say what it is. People are probably like, what is that? Yeah, no, you can come on uh, Fightful Select, Ask Phil, like, and I, any questions you want. Mostly, we just talk about hip-hop, if I'm keeping it completely honest. Like, an hour of it is just like, oh, did you listen to this? Oh, and somebody asks us a hip-hop questions. Then we get into the questions, and it's uh, it's pretty open. A lot of today's questions were about, like, what AEW did this year and kind of because people keep saying is AEW back and it's like we kind of elaborate I'm saying that they need more tag team division because that's what brought them to the dance and Phil had some thoughts we talked about of course everybody always asks about punk because it's Phil so yeah no it's a really <laughs> fun show though we like get into it it's usually two hours and we like elaborate pretty heavily it's it, it's very different than the re regular Ask Rhapsody because it's not so focused on whatever the events were for the week sure and i i'm glad that you guys mentioned that because the multi-man picture does seem very lost even the acclaimed they're very over whenever they're in an arena but this mm -hmm. rain hasn't been much of anything like the only things that i can really remember are them winning the tmdk defense because i'm a tmdk mark and there hasn't been like the 69 day celebration there hasn't been a lot that's been very memorable in this rain for a team that's so so over and you're right. The tag champions and did an injury angle. It's like, wait, that's not how. Wait, they're the champs, though. Why they're not? The champs. <laughs> what are we doing? Weird. And the tag division, I think there's some free agents that could add some life into it. Like I've been shouting about GYV. I think people look at maximum male models and don't know what they're capable of to the fullest extent of their character. Um, I, I think there's some shots in the arm that you can give there, but it's not like the division has changed that much. It's just that the usage has changed so much. And I, exactly. I would love to see 
more teams in the mix there. And you're right. That is kind of what the hallmark was of all of this. Mm -hmm. So um, very intrigued to see what happens there as well as some other free agents with folly rules. Um, <laughs> but let's get back to this week of ring of honor. We've got Griff Garrison and Cole Carter backstage with Lexi. Maria wasn't there this week, spending the holidays with her actual children. How dare mm -hmm. she? Angelico, not in helico. Cause I, picked up on things and Serpentico are in frame and blame them for the eight man tag loss last week. Griff Garrison challenges Serpentico to a singles match next week, which is nice to see because we're seeing even in wins and losses that the losses are fueling for the programming. I'm a big believer that losses should matter as much as wins most of the time. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's always going to be situations where people just have to eat pins to advance stories and that's how it goes. But I much, much, much prefer things like this. Not the like most for us thing in the world, <laughs> but this is good. Like I, I think Riff Garrison versus Serpentico will be good. And I'm assuming we're going to get Cole Carter versus Angelico after that. So yeah. um, I'm just glad that there's consequences to wins and losses on the program. That's just something that makes my little wrestling mark heart very happy. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on this? Um, I like that they're trying to establish these guys. They keep giving them opportunities, and sometimes that's all these wrestlers need. It, it gets frustrating when they give wrestlers an opportunity and then like, oh, they're not exactly excelling at the time that we want them to, so they're done. Like, keep putting these guys on TV, keep establishing them, and keep letting fans try to get attached to them. I think that is the probably the best part of this continuous Griff Garrison and Cole Carter thing. Like, cause they're on TV every week at this point, Kate, in some kind of capacity. So it's like, all right, like let's keep doing it then, I guess, to try to get these guys over. I just feel like random Maria singing promos and this has not worked. And again, this is essentially a developmental situation. It's it's kind of a weird middle ground, very very similar to NXT in that I think this is meant to be used for developmental, but it's also a standalone brand, right? So yeah. um, I, I think there's probably something in there in Cole Carter. It's never his in-ring that we have an issue with. Like he's, he's solid there, but um, it's all just a matter of like finding deeper layers about yourself. And I don't know if like starting off with hot mom slayer was the most advantageous thing that I could have done for him here. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to see more. And Griff Garrison, I, I think he's great. I just am looking for him to step into himself a little bit more too, but I'm think they both have really bright futures and yeah. um, I'm, we'll see where this little program goes with, Serpentico and Angelico, they haven't really decided what they are too much either. Like they matter right. a lot sometimes, but then not so much other times. So, so we'll see, but um, we'll find out more next week. Then we move into what I thought was a really cool use of women's talent. I really liked this trio's match mm -hmm. in an episode where you weren't doing a ton that meant a lot of immediately consequential programming Setting up these sides of things, I think, was good. You have Taya Valkyrie and the Renegades, Miss Charlotte and Robin, defeating Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, and Trisha Dora. Uh, my only complaint is the win-loss on this, I feel like. If you announce a tournament, Kira Hogan, Lady Frost, and Trisha Dora should probably be on the winning side of that, considering two-thirds of them seem like they are going to be headed into this tournament. They might want to look strong, but... I get wanting to keep Taya Valkyrie looking strong too. She just got here. She's meant to feel like a big deal. This was a six woman match. So it's not like anybody loses a ton, but 
the match kind of breaks down into a strike fest and then ends with Ty Valkyrie and Trisha Dora in the ring and Valkyrie hitting that butterfly drop and curb stomp for the win. What, what, what are we doing with Trisha Dora? <laughs> She's one of the most exciting wrestlers on the Indies, man or woman. She's great. She went to the dojo for New Japan and she only came back better. She's intimidating. She has this unrepeatable thing about her that is so cool of this total badass who's like very genuine and chill and relaxed but vicious like i don't know what she's doing taking so many pins but i i hope that she's in this what looks like it's going to be a tournament and i hope Mm -hmm. that they start to do something with her because this is a talent that i don't think you want slipping through your hands i truly believe trisha dora can be your next athena she could be your next chris statlander i i really firmly believe that like um with what I've seen of her everywhere. I saw her versus Vanessa Craven at the forbidden door weekend. And that tore it down. I saw her and Tony Depp in like just iconic, iconic, iconic matches. So if they use her right, they have a star and I, I hope they're just waiting to heat her up at the right time, but I hope that they know what they have in her. She's fantastic. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, uh, I don't want this to fall into. They don't know what the hell they got here. Cause they got a true superstar of true white meat baby face that's a black queen so it's like (laughs) they need to do something with it there was some momentum and they the momentum they didn't capitalize on it but she's the one that could be heated up immediately like three victories in a row and she's the top contender that's how good of a talent she is but yeah i hope that they soon realize it and hopefully this tv title uh tournament or whatever it's going to be can help her do that. But yeah, I thought this match was really fun. I guess the Renegades could potentially be a part of the TV title situation. So this could make sense in the future, maybe. Um, You know, they're trying to heat up Taya pretty well. It seems she's been on every show the last couple of weeks, been pretty prominently featured. She's a pretty high contender for that championship too. So I kind of understand why they gave her the victory, but Everyone looked good in here. I love them when they do multi-women matches just because it's a different aspect we don't usually get to see. Yeah, to your point, we normally see like four singles matches. So yes. when you're running kind of an abbreviated show, it, it's very cool to have a multi-women's match like this. And we do get a little bit of like a hint at some some tag action when we mm-hmm. see Mercedes and Diamante later having a confrontation with... Um, who do they have? Rachel Elring and mm-hmm. Layla Hirsch. Sorry, this is <laughs> the backstage that followed. I was like looking at my notes for let me re-engineer this. And it's actually the next segment. So it was right in front of me. 420 podcasts. I'll get it right one of these mm-hmm. days. Um, this Layla Hirsch, will they want with a Ross and Rachel thing is really starting to get long in the tooth. Like yeah. Hirsch has no interest in Maria anymore because she showed her true colors and she's all in on Rachel Elring and that new television title. Um, Mercedes and Diamante come in challenging them. Uh, a really nice punctuation mark of Diamante going sucker on the end. <laughs> and uh, Caprice later saying, well, not a sucker like her, but it was really, really cute. Um, Mercedes, I think, called her like Shorty Duop and Smiley mm-hmm. McSmiley or whatever. Just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> some fun stuff i love mercedes martinez and i i want to talk about it here because we don't always get a chance to like 
She is just one of the most, I know exactly who the fuck I am wrestlers in mm-hmm. the whole wide world. Her style, her presentation. Uh, I always laugh. Uh, when I when you look at the stable of retribution, mm-hmm. had Mansoor, Mace, Dijak, Shane Hastes, and mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. It's like the amount of bad creative to fuck up that group of people is actually mm-hmm. really impressive. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all of them are great. And when Mercedes came up to that and then immediately was like, nah, send me back to NXT. This I'm is chill. not for me. <laughs> I was like, good for you, because this is not you at all. Like, I believe Mansoor Mace can pull off pretty much anything. Shane Hayes had been doing the like Forgotten Sons thing and whatever. Um, Ali being the leader of it came full circle, and Dijak was actually hilarious in, in that the way that he handled everything. But Mercedes was just like, mm-hmm. I'm good after like two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather make sixty grand in uh, NXT. I'm good, right? Um, but I, I'm very glad to see someone who, in those moments, knew exactly who she was, and in these moments, knows exactly who she is because it shows up in her confidence in promos and in the ring all the time. She's just such a badass. I love the pairing of her and Diamante. That feels like such a natural fit. Thought this was super fun. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I like them as a team so much, and I love that they use them across separate brands, like. They know that these are two strong women that could be put in any situation and they're going to excel. Uh, I want to see m- more Mercedes Martinez matches at this point. Like, I love the backstage segments. I love her being a big bully with Diamante, but I want to see her in the ring. I want to see her be a part of this division. She's a contender as always. And I think she's such a strong veteran that they could u- utilize her a little bit more, but just always having those kind of in the back burner to like, we could have these come out and have a great match. I think it's awesome. And yeah, the Layla and Rachel story, we got to we gotta get to it. Move her along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move her along. Mm-hmm. I think, assuming this is a tournament, it could also just end up being a battle royal. Like, we don't yeah, know. It, we it just, just keep saying tournament. <laughs> tournament-y, I guess. Uh, I, I think you might start to see that story kind of come into play here. I think there might be some backstabbing that occurs but some good stuff there and diamante and and mercedes they've showed up they were in collision they had an angle going on for a while like they've they've been appearing for a while so i'm with you i want to see more of that more of them Mm -hmm. kicking ass and taking names (laughs) so we move on to tony niece with mark sterling defeating joe Hyder, i believe was the name um Mark Sterling saying there would be no more helping people get in shape as this would be the rebirth of Tony Nese. This was kind of just a Tony Nese showcase, much like the Nyla Rose one was earlier, but he wins quickly with the pump handle power slam. I am intrigued to see if they are just going away from group training altogether and kind of the silly stuff. If they're going to present Tony Nese as a, a really, really viable threat because they could. They mm-hmm. could. Like, he definitely has the ability. I think he showed a lot of really great stuff in that I Quit match with Ethan Page. Um, some some good stuff going on there. And my preference would be, I think he's very good at it, but them getting away from that kind of thing. Because I would like for Tony Nese to feel like a real deal. He's usually yeah. just, like, the first guy eliminated in a battle royal. And I mm-hmm. think the ceiling's much, much higher than that. Even if he is going to be there to mostly put over other people, I think there's a, a maybe stronger presentation to help do it. So he gets a pump handle slam here for the quick and easy W as this was a quick and easy episode. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think that's what that was my favorite part about him having the feud with Ethan Page. It was like, okay, they're going to establish Tony Nice 
as somebody that's worth something. And I think that has happened. And if they kind of can continue this trajectory that they were sending him in, it's going to be good for the future. Like he could be, uh, you know, a peer champion or a ROH television champion so quickly because he's that, that good. Um, you know, this is another squash match to move this episode along. Nothing offensive here. The chat is fully in on my agenda of Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where is Josh Woods? Yeah. I would like to know where Josh I Woods know. is as well. I don't know what happened. Shabbat is back. Yeah. Good week, Wheeler Yuta. <sighs> Give me my Josh got, Woods. They got Wheeler Yuta challenging Hook. I'm like, but he's, why did you, he has a, all right. He's got the FCW title. <laughs> I will say my favorite Wheeler matches tend to be these cheer matches, but I will also say that uh, there's no excuse to not have technical nerdiness on an episode, and there's no excuse not to have spinning and flipping, flipping and spinning yep. on an episode. Mm-hmm. You got to give us one. Okay. Come you on, give at us least. Pecker nerdiness, or you got to give us flippy do deliciousness. Give us our spot foo. Something. I know this was a slim episode, but man. <laughs> there was one guy back there with a mask at least one you guys put him out there i want to see him flip i know i know we want to see flipping and spinning on this mm-hmm. so we move along to billy starks and vert vixen and this was a good establishment this is, we've seen for vixen a couple of times now she could be mm-hmm. an interesting addition to the division if they wanted to keep using her She's come a really long way. She posted not that long ago a picture of her like in her AW Dark debut compared to where she is now. And it's mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive stuff. It's really, really cool. So happy to see her growth and her continued success. I would love to continue to see more of her. But some good stuff here. And after the match, we get Starks shaking Burt Vixen's hand before booting her in the same vein as one Miss Athena does quite often. So... The big thing here is Billy just kind of leaning into the the heel side of things. Mm-hmm. This persona switch, I think, is going to be good for her. My only complaint about this is we already kind of saw this chapter of the story a little mm-hmm. bit, and not fully, but we already saw, like, I'm placating Athena um, to further my own success and eventually get at her. And in that same... It was, it was a very similar to what we're seeing now, but mm-hmm. I'll give it breathing room because she is now a fully graduated minion. Val Victoria of Minion School. Very proud of her. Uh, any thoughts on this match? Yeah, it's like, what story are you guys going to tell after this? Are we going to tell the same story of like Athena keeps beating her down until she fights back? I thought the fighting back was the thing that broke her up. That's why them getting back together was kind of confusing to me. But I'm a big fan of Billy Starks. More reps is always great. And Vert Vixen, I think, that's the one thing I kind of like about this Ring of Honor, Honor Club incarnation is them establishing the enhancement talent because those enhancement talent can become the ones that are next up up here. And I think Vixen's one of those, like, we're going to probably continue to see her, you know, take a couple losses, but then eventually she's going to get a win and then people are going to be behind her. So these these type of magic matches can do good, I think, in the in the future. 
I'm also very intrigued to see if we get like Athena's been proving ground matches, proving ground matches, proving ground matches, title defenses, title defenses, title defenses. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. I'm intrigued to see because she is a workhorse, what the schedule of this TV title looks like. Like if Taya has it, is she going to go defend it in Mexico? Is it going to be something that shows up on New Japan Strong pay-per-views? Like, I'm I'm very intrigued to see if this becomes ambassadorial in any way or if it's defended similarly or what. So um, right. I think someone like Vert Vixen, you might see get to be, like, to your point, in a longer feud. Like, those developmental talents getting to kind of step into who they are a little bit more, even in losses, I think could be really good. Mm-hmm. The chat is all over my agenda today, and I appreciate <laughs> it because they're asking where Stu Grayson is too, and I also would like to know where the heck Stu Grayson is because he's working know. the Indies. Yeah, I don't know where any of the Dark Order is these days. It's weird. It's real weird. But no, what's weird, but in a good way, is that mm. Kyle Fletcher holds an ROH title, and it seems like he might come around to ROH every once in a mm-hmm. while. We get a backstage with Lexi, Lexi Nair here where he says that he's the fastest rising star in wrestling. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. My deaf tone blinds. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also said that he's going to be the best TV champion of all time. I like that. I like that too, especially since the last guy just gave up the title for no reason. But mm-hmm. he issues an open challenge. And Willie Mack comes out to quickly accept it, which I am very excited because that's, a match I didn't know I needed. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be really, really fun. I like the continued use of Willie Mack. I think he's fantastic. I hope he's sticking around a lot in ROH as well. He's been so fun in every context that they put him in. And when the product has been felt directionless for a while, he's almost like with Willow where he's on screen and you're just like, yep, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what it is. Don't Castle has that quality too, where it's like, yep. I don't care that there's no story. I'm just so excited to see this guy in the ring. Him going for something with stakes makes me really, really happy. And Kyle mm. Fletcher versus Willie Max stylistically put that in my veins. Any yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah, super excited about this uh, Kyle Fletcher run that's coming up. Him be, just being super confident. And it's like, all this is real. Like, he's anything he's saying, it's not a script. It's not nothing. He really thinks he's the best wrestler in the world. And if he's not the best wrestler in the world, in five years, you'll say that he's the best wrestler in the world. And that confidence just kind of oozes off the screen and is going to present for a really good run for him. I know Ethan Page is really interested in the Ring of Honor World Championship, but a match with him and Kyle Fletcher for that TV title, I think, is something that we should be looking for like that feels good to me that does that does it definitely does mm-hmm. um dj wavy d you can dm the fightful account and if there's a misunderstanding they will clear it up for you also mm-hmm. if you donate to nami.org there's like a nine million percent chance that sean will unblock you <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um but we move along to our main event here i miss I miss the main event line so much from Mark Henry. I know mm-hmm. that's not on this program, but every time I say we move along to like our main event, I'm like, I just miss my Mark Henry. It's time for the main event line. Mm-hmm. But our main event here is Ethan Page versus Johnny TV. Last week, we saw an apoplectic Dalton Castle. <laughs> Who was kind of just like my 2023 vibes, man. Last yeah. week, we got Dalton Castle coming out. He had a cup of coffee in his hand. He's all disheveled. He goes to feed the boys and he's like no enthusiasm does the stare into the camera and it's just like this dead look on his face what a performer like he just uses every second of screen time he's given to tell stories 
to light you up. It's just the best. But Ethan Page versus Johnny TV here. We get Johnny hitting that low blow and going for a starship pain. But a still disheveled Don Castle makes his way in and distracts Johnny. Ethan Page rolls out of the way of the starship pain and hits the headshot to win the main event here. Nice to see Ethan Page continuing to move up the card. And mm -hmm. distraction finishes are not my favorite, but Johnny TV and Dalton Castle kind of begs for that. Like this, <laughs> this felt appropriate to the story. I don't like distraction finishes mm -hmm. when it's something like, like if Keith Lee had interfered yesterday and cost swerve, that would have mm -hmm. been really disappointing to me. This story kind of begs for one of these, yeah. especially with how like, what a zombie Dalton Castle is mm -hmm. right now. So I like that. This is to obviously set up the feud with Dalton and Johnny. So you get this loss moving that forward. And Ethan Page just continuing to look strong in victory here. Loved this. Uh, your thoughts on what we closed out with tonight? Yeah, I think on this short abbreviated episode where there's not a whole lot to write home about, Having Ethan Page in the main event was probably the best way to go, especially putting him in there with Johnny TV. Johnny TV was on display. You saw the parkour. He was flipping. He was spinning a little bit. He was getting Did you get a little flipping and yeah, spinning? Yeah, well, like a little bit. Lucha flipping and a spinning. Little yeah. bit of, a, a little appetizer. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Thanks, Johnny, for coming through. But, yes, yeah, establishing Ethan Page as kind of the next one up in this Ring of Honor brand I think is a good way to go. So putting him in the main event, letting him get a big win, uh, showing that the men of the year are coming to think is all good work. Good way to end the show of, of a little short one, just like a nice little TV main event. Yes, this was good. This feels like a good, we didn't go out of our way to throw a ton of matches into our race this week, but we got some mm -hmm. stuff for the live crowds that were there. I believe there were no titles defended on the show, which is normally something I'd complain about, but it's a holiday week. We're closing out the year. This is the last ROH episode of the year. And so as we're kind of packing up shop here, I can't believe we actually even made it to an hour. I'm going to, I don't, honestly, I impressed ourselves with how much we were able to fill up the show. I, I was coming like, this no way we're going to get to an hour, but we made You're it like, to an hour. We're gonna, this is going to be 15 minutes and mm -hmm. we're out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit of 2024. I feel like We've seen them turn up the gas at the end of the year here. Mm. We had a lot of complaints during the middle of the year, but I feel like we know who's mostly working ROH, who is in what divisions is something that we were asking for for a really long time. Um, are there any free agents that you would be interested in seeing having an ROH run or anything that we haven't been talking about ROH-wise that you want to see in 2024? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Diona's probably the biggest thing. Her coming in for the women's division, I think, would really rock things pretty well. Um, as uh, other than that, it, it'd just be like selfish. Like my homie you Vinny Massaro wants to sure. be on Ring of Honor really bad. Bring back Titus Alexander. I think Sandra Moon would be great, great, great Ooh. on the Ring of Honor brand. Um, there's a lot of free agents out there uh, on the West Coast specifically that I think would do great in this promotion. But I think just kind of moving forward, them establishing Kyle Fletcher as the TV champion, having defenses all the time, they got to get these. I think next week we'll probably know the the identity of the new Ring of Honor World Champions. And if it is who we think it is and they let those guys cook, that's going to be great for the division. We'll just establish those championships of who they should have been on a long time ago. And uh, I think it'll be a good move for that. I think uh, the way that they're kind of setting up at the end of the year, 
is a good sign for next year. Like this is um, hopefully this TV deal thing or something puts like an extra something on it moving forward. So it feels like a little bit more meat on the bones. Sure. But I think there's some uh, some good signs moving forward. I do too. I'm very intrigued to see what 2024 brings because I feel like they are trending in a really positive direction. I think you're going to see Ethan Page holding a title at some point. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what happens with Kyle Fletcher. The multi-man belts that got to get a handle on, to your point, if it's the kingdom, that could be really good for the product. I don't know what the hell we're doing with the embassy. Those have felt like MIA since their first reign. Mm-hmm. The Bucks reign did nothing, and this has done nothing. Um, though, very excited to have gotten to see Bad Dutino on an ROH pay-per-view mm-hmm. and all of TMDK. In that same vein, I would love to see some crossover with the Strong brand because I just think mm-hmm. it's one of the most fun brands that we have in America. And those those could be very productive partners in kind of like the middle tier wrestling promotion scene. And there's a, a lot of positive work that can be done with ROH showing up on New Japan Strong pay-per-views and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I think that could be really fun. And with the C2 going the way it has, if you're going to have a triple crown winner that has a strong title and an ROH title, maybe open up those doors a little bit more. So yep. um, I would love to see that. I'm excited to see the women's division continue to cook. I'm still going to say multi-woman titles would be great. Let's see mm-hmm. what this TV title does, but that would be really good to have just floating titles. I think would be really, really well. So mm-hmm. um, Eddie Kingston or John Moxley, who's your ROH champion at the end of world's end. Oh, come on. If Eddie Kingston loses this match, we riot. They've set it up so well for this. Like, they've told the story. They got us here. Eddie Kingston has been established. The history of the Triple Crown, like in wrestling lore, like, this is Eddie Kingston's match. I've said a million times this is John Moxley's tournament to win, but, like, King is walking out of this as your Ring of Honor champion, and I hope that they do some things in the future. I could see... Mark Briscoe may be beating him for that Ring of Honor championship somewhere in this 2024 year. Mark Briscoe is going to be that or the TV title or the TV champion before the year is over. I can't see it being the other way. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the case. And Mark Briscoe even losing out. I thought he did such a good job justifying his trajectory by saying it's my rookie season as a singles competitor. Mm-hmm. Him going to ROH where he has so much history in the the tag picture him winning the title that his brother had previously mm-hmm. held could be really great. Him winning that TV title could be fantastic. Um, I, I think the same. I would like to see Jay Lethal probably do some work on the ROH brand because mm-hmm. Team TNA is just not not my jam. But mm-hmm. uh, he he was such a Ring of Honor standout and so synonymous with that brand as well. I, I feel like that could be a healthy shot for the product. I'm with you. It's got to be Eddie's to win. I think yeah. sending the AEW crowd home after a very weird 2023 with a moment like Eddie Kingston winning an AEW proper title while retaining the ROH and New Japan strong titles, betting on himself, breaking through all of the relatable stuff of the self-sabotaging and all those kinds of things and beating the entire Blackpool combat club along the way. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful story that would be. Mm -hmm. We still don't really fully know if, that triple crown is going to be individually defended belts or merged yeah. into one belt. So we'll, mm. we'll see what's to come from that, but I'm very excited. I don't think you can go wrong. If Mox wins it, that's a guy who knows how to work awesome. strong and working mm-hmm. ROH is super cool, but it's the mad King time, I think. Mm-hmm. So 
some good stuff there and a lot to look forward to in 2024. I'm, I'm much happier uh, now than say where we were at in like April or May for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's really been the past eight weeks or so that there seems to be a forward effort. We'll see where honor club ends up. There's a, a lot to look forward to in 2024 and um, getting to review ROH is just an absolute dream. Even when it's not my favorite, it's like my favorite wrestling brand ever. So it's getting wrestling. to do it rules. And I, mm -hmm. I'm just thankful that I've gotten to do this with you, Reds. This has been a, a nice addition to um, my weekly rotation. And I didn't want to give up my Thursdays, but if I was mm -hmm. going to do it, I'm glad that I'm doing it for ROH that I get to do it with you every week. So thank you for a, a fun year, Reg. Thank you. Appreciate you too. They tried to get us out of here a bunch of times. Ring of Honor was like, well, for a while, we were like, do they care about this show? Like, is anybody back there? And then last week, they like played the wrong show and they did that a couple of times. Like, wait, are you guys like, exactly? Like, Kate can't be the, uh, Kate and I can't be the only ones that like the show and the people in our chat. Like, there has to be something else going on. <laughs> but it felt weird for a minute, but I think they got it back. They got, they made some moves behind the scenes and i think those people they, the people that they got helping uh are a lot of them are synonymous with ring of honor and know what makes the show good and that's helped a lot and so i think this is just all um the beginning like ring of honor is going to have another resurgence especially if they get like a tv deal on something cool so i think they're in a good position i am too we look forward to 2024 we thank you guys for all the support that you've shown us when i say that this is the little post show that could it it really is like honor club is on a streaming app we normally have impact which is now of course turning into tna on the other side of it and they're on access right like this is mm -hmm. i don't think there's anybody else that's reviewing it on a consistent basis as far as like the major media players yeah. i encourage you to check out creators that are doing stuff on their own but the fact that you guys come out here and support the show and make it possible means the world to us and mm -hmm. we look forward to continuing this in 2024 have a safe and wonderful new year you guys subscribe to fightfulselect.com for all of your 2024 news and please leave a thumbs up on this video as well on your way out we appreciate the support and we will see you next year Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.